Hey girl, welcome to the What A Mouthful podcast. I'm your host, Dee. I'm a qualified nutritionist, personal trainer, mindset speaker, and my favorite of all, I'm a mum. Living your best life doesn't have to be a grind, and I'm gonna show you how to achieve a healthy mind and body. And if this episode speaks to you, give a sister a five-star review. This episode is brought to you by FlowFit. Your hormones should not be changing so dramatically that you could stab somebody one day and hug them the next or leave you crying because your dog won't let you cuddle him. (laughs) But if on top of that, you never know when your period's coming and you know you're overtraining and under eating or you know that your body's just stressed the fuck out, you're one in 10, not the only one. And I've built a six week challenge that is not only customized to your body, but it shows you how to eat, train, and think to match your cycle with specifically targeted nutrition plans and training programs and daily mindset practices that help you feel like yourself again in no more than an hour a day. And I educate you on the go while you're already implementing and benefiting from those changes. Head to www.flowfit.live or you can book a 15 minute Zoom call with me through my link tree on Instagram and we can talk about if Flowfit is right for you. Welcome back to the What A Mouthful podcast. I'm so excited about this setup today because this is also being filmed on the YouTube channel I have. So just type in Dee's Bar and you'll find it. This is like the first like actual sit down but like couchy vibe because in the past I've had people on the podcast and I'd like sat opposite them mm. but this is like a real loungy chill <laughs> vibe and you can hear somebody giggling in the background if you're just listening this is Nicola Johnson so Nicola is a mum friend of mine but more importantly the way that I met her was I used to go to the clinic that you founded so PH clinic is the clinic that she founded and just it's such a super amazing place and I found it kind of just stumbling walking in the area and is it was actually our daughters so mm. Billy and Scotty who like were attracted to each other and then I was like this is such a great place like do you go and you're like I own it and I was like cool <laughs> I want to be your friend <laughs> so here we are friends um but you're also a practitioner a colonic hydrotherapist and correct me if I'm wrong but like PH clinic was founded on that. Like that's the most basic principle for PH is like the clinics that PH offers. Yep. So that was the, I guess that was its foundations mm. um, which it's kind of evolved past further more than I ever thought it would. Yep. Um, but yeah, back in 2015, yep. I just kind of took the plunge to open a space Um yeah, I just wanted people to feel heard and supported with their health, with alternative therapies um, in the local community. There was nothing really like it in the area in which we originally opened, which is in Manly, mm. the Northern Beaches. And um, yeah, it was the first of its kind. It was a bit of a risk because colonics is a really still a very fringe therapy. It's not known. And if it is known, it's generally not spoken about. Yeah. Um, but it was really well received, a really health conscious community like Manly and um, it's kind of gone from strength to strength and we evolved and kind of, you know, have other practitioners that specialise in detoxification yeah. and gut health and hormones and, you know, manual therapy and all sorts of bits and bobs and, um, yeah, now we are a team of 18 
practitioners up at our new space in Balgala, which is up the road, yeah. um, across 10 different modalities. And it's so like awesome because even you just explaining that, like any listeners or viewers are just going to be like, if you can just imagine that it's like a healthy person's playground, which is how I always <laughs> describe it because I've been an ambassador for PH and it was because I first went there um, and then we happened to be friends. But because I would go there and I'd love it so much and I would talk so highly of it, then we were like, let's make this like an official relationship. And I tell you what, it has just, it is just totally transform my health and through all of my mold issues mm. um, and how much that had affected my hormones and just my general health and I think mostly my mental health that was just a game changer for me personally so yeah pH has just been like the absolute best thing I'm so grateful that I live close to it like even just like thinking about how sitting in different places I was like Oh gosh, I don't want to move away from pH. So what do I do? <laughs> Where, what suburbs surround pH? Exactly. Or look in those suburbs. Stuff? Exactly. Oh and so God. you mentioned as well that you wanted to create a place where people felt supported. Yeah. And I definitely, I know, I know your story, mm. and I never ask people <laughs> to tell us their story. Mm. I'll tell you what, I, I'm, I'm cutthroat. I find it boring. I was going to say it's just a bit of a. Um, Oh, no, I like get the violin out, you know. No, I know. But I feel like this one is so – it's just so good because – okay, so <laughs> let me bring it back because what I was going to say was, you know, you you want people to feel supported, but that always comes from you want to create this yeah. space where the kind of, kind of space that you wish that you had. 100%. And so I really want to kind of go through, like, your story growing up because it's very – interesting and i think because colonics is such a fringe therapy like you said and i know like it's helped me and etc we'll get into that i really want you to just tell your story um and like specifically like getting dismissed medically which and then what led you to find um colonics because obviously you loved it so much and it helped you so much you became a hydrotherapist yourself yeah 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 um okay i'll try and keep it I'll put it in brackets because <laughs> it, it's a very – it's many a years, so it could go for years. But, uh, no, I don't want to go for years. So, um, actually, I think I listened to one of your podcasts where you shared your history with skin mm-hmm. issues mm-hmm. as a teenager and you went to different, you know, long-term antibiotic use, mm-hmm. minimycin, doxycycline, raricutane, like all of them. Similarly – my teens were a reflection of the same story. Um, I was also an eczema child as a baby mm. and always had skin flare-ups and sensitivities. Um, again, back in the 90s, no one was really looking at, like, food intolerances and, like, gut health. Gut health was, yeah. like, it's like, no, your gut is just where you eat and eliminate, like, no two ways about it. Um, nothing was really known about the intricacies of, what happens in there and bacterial involvement and you know still to this day there's so many things that we don't know Mm. um so yeah i had not a great start i would say and i was on a lot of steroid creams and antibiotics and i was it was a definite overuse of all of those things which obviously hinder your bacterial diversity um your immune response and immune kind of robustness is like nothing is optimal yeah um and and, and you went to those things steroid creams and antibiotics because that's the only tools well you go to a doctor and they are the solutions that are given to you right yeah and especially back then i feel like more things have changed and people are asking more questions and 
doing more research, I guess. I guess back in the 90s, you don't even have the internet, right? Mm-hmm. So you go to your GP and you have an issue and they give you a solution and you say thank you when you're on your way. Um, and so that's what we did. And I remember like all the, oh my God, the creams, they worked, but my God, as soon as you stopped using them, yeah. things came back like tenfold. Um, so yeah, my mom and dad, we did our best and with the information that we had, but things weren't getting better over a period of time. Um, things were definitely trending gradually in the wrong direction. I would say like symptomatically I'd get relief every now and then. Um, would you know what created that relief or I mean, no pattern to it. Seasonal changes. Yes. Um, yeah, I guess dietary stuff. I remember for a while, mum was hardcore on like food colorings. Mm. And so we're like, you know, any kids parties, they're like, no smarties, no this, no that. But you know, it's one element, right. Of like a huge web. So yeah, it was a bit of a kind of web of, of things, but, um, yeah, then come kind of teenage years, skin, then gut, super sluggish digestion, um, went to yeah doctors, gastroenterologists, specialists, second opinion, this, that. I was super constipated um, and I had still skin flare-ups that would come and go. Um, it was just a bit of an anomaly as to what was going on because I ate really well, like I was eating whole foods, I wasn't eating crap, I was exercising, I was drinking water, like I was doing all the things, like textbook things mm. back then and even now they, you know, preach fibre and all of these things. But um, I was trying that, I was trying everything and I was having on average about one bowel movement every two to three weeks. Gosh. Sometimes it would be a month to six weeks and it was just like where is it going and mm. how am I operating? Which is so much more common yeah. than we would think. Oh, yeah. Like so much more common. Well, I actually remember saying to mum, I think I was like 14, I was like, oh, my tummy really hurts, mum. She's like, do you need to go to the toilet? And I was like, no, I went last week. And she goes, what? And I was like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I went last week. She's like, no, darling, like what do you, what do you mean? And she didn't even know because I thought that was normal no. because that was, I and mean, it's not spoken about. Mm. So here enter the mum now that goes and analyzes her sure. children's bowel movements. I'm like, great poo, Scotty. Awesome. <laughs> Love that one. Well done for you. <laughs> High five. And she yells out from down the hall, hey, mum, I've done a poo. Oh, my God. I'm like, yep, that's my daughter. That's exactly um, Billy. She, I remember this one time she was on the street and she yelled back to me and I, and I said, Billy, where are you? She goes, mum. I just did a poo and it was a clean break. (laughs) A clean break. Great terminology. (laughs) See, these are the people of our future. I know. I love this for us. It's a healthy poo. She knows what a healthy poo is. Amazing. I love it. Oh, it's so good. Um, So, yeah, so much for those brackets. We haven't really kept it in brackets. That's fine. That's fine. But I think think the main thing as well to, like, highlight was, like, you were severely constipated. Your mum wasn't aware of it because you wouldn't have thought to tell her because you thought that was normal. That was normal. So what is normal? Exactly. How long is a piece of string? Yeah. Like, there is no normal normal because um, every every unique individual is different, right? So everything from, yeah, motility to, you know, how your – sebaceous glands emit oil from your skin everyone is going to have differences and mm. anatomical differences as far as yeah. organ height length diameter so yeah. ideally transit time you want to from the meal that you eat to eliminate it want, you want to be anywhere from 12 to 36 hours yep. 
of it entering to exiting. And you can do a test with that by eating beetroot Boom. or mixing white sesame seeds in water and drinking it. Oh, mm. I didn't know that one. Yeah. But the beetroot trick, guys, as well, and that one is self-explanatory. It is, but beetroot is actually a quicker because it's the pigment. It's not yeah. necessarily the digestibility okay, of the fiber. Okay. I love to be told I'm wrong. This is good. <laughs> okay, so run us through exactly how to do the white sesame seed test. So so teaspoon of white sesame seeds. Yep. Glass of water. Yep. And skull. Literally, that's it. You don't have to wait for it to like soak up or grind it. It's just, it's not chia, so it's not going to expand. It's a seed that will be evident Mm -hmm. in your stool. Mm -hmm. Um, It'll kind of look like a crumbed sausage in white spots. Um, Should we be careful with seeds if you have any kind of like, like, like diverticulitis? Yeah, I was going to say. There are, you know, again, this is all the, you know, individual Mm. variation from person to person. If you do have diverticulitis, diverticulosis, mm-hmm. seeds can get stuck in the pockets of yep. your bowel yep. um, and create that kind of inflammatory response. Mm. So wouldn't recommend it if you are. Yeah. That so way. could they try a beetroot? I know there's another one. I think it's, I don't know if it's like the turmeric test. Ooh, there is a third one. one. I can't think of it. Google it because I just really can't think of what it is. But I would normally do the beetroot test. But that's interesting. The, the pigment, pigment is faster than what mm. the digestibility well i guess knowing that if it still was 36 hours before you saw the pigment you're pretty like you're sure well i've had clients drink beetroot juice for breakfast and i've seen it in their colonic that morning so it can be which that's too fast yeah if you're looking at digestibility but because the pigment it's yeah interesting okay so generally we want to have like one-ish bowel movement a day as a would be ideal just a general rule of thumb yeah. right okay so how did you go from constipation mm. weeks at a time not going to the toilet yeah. to like where you are now like i, I know you're tired with two like I young kids every day and i high five myself every time every that's like me when i get that period i'm like Whoa! yes i love that yeah. it feels good <laughs> um and i think back to like even just the mental health affected years of not eliminating Mm. just like it bogs you down in every sense of the word you don't have clear thoughts you know your serotonin your happy hormones aren't able to flourish and do what they need to do so you have 90 percent of that is made in your gut boom yep it's true which is your happy hormone which is also your sleep hormone yes yes your sleep my god i used to wake between like 2 and 4 a.m and just be like i generally in quite a bit of discomfort and pain but like yeah all your circadians your happy hormones your hormonal cycles like everything is based off a synergistic system like everything works together yeah and that's where i also felt came a point for me like a big realization was when i was in specialists offices and i was like you are looking at one organ or one area and you weren't asking me any questions about everything else. Mm. But then I'd go to another specialist and you're going to tell me about this. Mm. I'm like, do you guys chat? No, yeah. <laughs> you're not chatting. So I'm talking to you about this. I'm talking to you about this. I'm talking to you about this. And you're giving me different advice for three different systems that are all terrible. Yeah. None are functioning. Yeah. But I'm like, I feel like we all need to have a chat. Yes. Because I am one body. <laughs> yeah. Right? right? Let's go. Come on. <laughs> no, not interested. Isn't that – yeah. And, and like, the, look, this is the thing. It's, like, it's good to be a generalist. Mm. Like, totally. You need an element of you 
needs to be a generalist. That's right. Because you can't, like, this is the thing, like, you can't look at anything that goes on in the body, anything in isolation. Absolutely not. Because you are, like, one whole unit. Right. I feel like we missed, like, a really important point before. <laughs> um, so you went from, like, constipation for a few weeks at a time to pooping every day. Yay. Um, colonics, would you say, played the biggest role in that? Yeah. yeah. I would say they were the, a big kind of turning point yeah. for me, along with hundred other things yeah but um but like as a like an underlying principle for you yeah because obviously like to me it obviously made such a difference for you that you then became a colonic yes therapist. like like that is the evidence to me of how influential it was in your life for sure mm. for sure where i was so well i actually i didn't know i was ever going to be a practitioner mm. to be honest and i you know and even now people are like what do you mean you look at people's bums all day like and that is your job i'm like well actually no i don't it's for a split second and i'm generally just having conversations and abdominal massage but it blew me away learning everything and seeing the effect it has on others in my clinical practice that's what was so profound for me because i was like it's been huge for me and it was huge for me on many levels it wasn't just physical of like eliminating you know waste that had been in there for far too long mm. and allowing my body to actually begin to operate and feel good mm. um it was also emotional it was also um oh my god i felt like i was having crazy dreams and i was having like outer body experiences and super deep meditations because i was a yoga teacher at the time as well mm. and i was yeah, it was every level the colonics affected, not just, oh, cool, I can I can poop again. Um, and it wasn't, my God, it was not one colonic and I felt this way. Yep. It was a series and a journey and a process and a commitment and, man, many ups, couple downs. It was like a game of snakes and ladders, to be honest, and there was there was no linear journey of, of you know, solutions. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, when I... Um, I was told by a gastroenterologist that everything he had done, you know, he'd exhausted all avenues mm. and he had recommended um, an operation where they wanted to remove my bowel in order to reduce the transit time so that I would go to the toilet more frequently. And completely disregarding why you had the problem in the first place, let's just shorten it so you go to the toilet quicker. And some antidepressants because we believe your gut issues are in your head. Oh, that was, oh. That was, that was a low blow. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh. I was like, I don't know if I feel sick because of the comment or because I'm just really unwell. Yeah. Um, but it was that appointment that I stood up and I said to my mom, come on, we're going. And I'm not paying you today. Thank you. And he goes, pardon? And I said, your advice has not been helpful at all except for the fact that I know I'm never coming back here. Wow. And that was the end wow. of my specialist You are bald, girl. <laughs> I was exhausted. Oh, look, totally. I think that's what it was. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty fiery. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but I'm a really nice person. I want to be a nice person. <laughs> but you can't when you're full of shit. When you're full of shit and no one's <laughs> believing you, you're like, ah, are you serious? They even did x-rays. And yeah. I'm like, wow, she is full of shit. And I'm like, I told you. Yeah. Nothing was working. Their so, most extreme yeah. laxatives, like everything had become, you know, I became immune to them. Yeah. I, I know I know so many like friends who've had like eaten a radioactive sandwich to see how like far it gets. Like, and I suggested to her just like one quick 
easy solution mm. and she was pooping like normal and I was like you ain't going to specialist for how long but yeah. I digress mm. what how does it how does a colonic actually work so if you were to give me an elevator pitch on how it works because I'm trying to make sure that we stay mm. on time because I know we can we're chat we're so well. good at it <laughs> we're great chatters mm. um yeah how would you like just describe it and like an easy to understand like terminology because some people have heard like bum and full of shit but like they're like but like what is actually happening okay so a colonic is basically a bath for your bowel Mm -hmm. so your large intestine that this is the other thing that's quite confusing for a lot of people the one organ has many names a bowel is the same as a large intestine which is the same as a colon Mm. which is your large larger of the two intestines Mm. Where fatter but shorter, correct, and at the end, yes, the last port before the elimination. <laughs> um, so it's basically a infusion of warm filtered water mm-hmm. into the large bowel, and then we allow that water to leave. We don't suck it out. We don't high pressure hose. It's very gentle. Mm-hmm. So it's a bath where we're soaking the walls of the bowel and the contents of the bowel. Uh, which is all already digested food, mm. hopefully. Mm. Um, no nutrient absorption happens in the colon, so we're not obstructing digestion. Yep. Um, it's the organ where you are absorbing water, mm-hmm. so we're putting water in there, we're mm. delivering water to the source, um, and it's body temp. So your body's not feeling, you know, hot Threatened or cold. Or, yeah, yes, yeah. the idea is where we're coaxing the body into a sense of, like, relaxed state where it – allows itself to eliminate Mm. because you need to be in that relaxed state to eliminate Mm. and actually let the treatment do what it needs to do yeah um and sometimes people can have like what we call impaction Mm. where it's just like you've just got years and years of like hardened poo stuck to the wall right right and that's yeah and that's what we're talking about like being full of shit not like you're a liar right like you're physically (laughs) full of shit uh sometimes (laughs) (laughs) if i'm telling scotty how children are made (laughs) it really does depend yeah um but yes no and even people that's the other thing that people say oh but i go to the toilet every day so Mm. i can't have impaction or i yes you can Mm. i have had clients come to me with x-rays and be like my doctor's just done this and I'm full of shit, but I go to the toilet every day. Mm. So the bowel is a muscle. It can it can expand in one area to hold to allow something else. Even people that are experiencing diarrhea can still have fecal impaction. Mm. It's a you know, an overflow can occur in where the body is sending water in to try and eliminate these right. impactions. Um, but also the plaque and mucus that hardens and builds up on the walls of the large intestine. Mm. It inhibits its function, so therefore you can't absorb water properly. Um, And this stuff ends up hosting pathogens Mm. and parasites and overgrowth of yeasts and all sorts of things that we don't want in there, Mm. and that's what creates disease um, from the gut. Yeah, which is interesting because an opposing argument for people will be like, oh, but if you, like, put water up there, it'll, like, flush out all my good bugs. Great question. Mm. Love this one. Mm. Um, I've actually, that's the biggest kind of, I'd say, intellectual question because generally everyone just goes, does it hurt? Mm. And oh, is it embarrassing? <laughs> and it's like that's all very surface level. But when people are saying they're on their health journey and they're like, no, I'm trying to build up my diversity and I need 
you know, I've had a GI map done and this is a problem. Will this hinder that more or create more issues? In a very short answer, absolutely not. So good bacteria can only proliferate and um, grow in an environment that is balanced mm. and not full of all the bad guys. So you've got your opportunistic bacteria, which will go either way, good or bad. Based on the environment. Exactly. By the environment. Right. So if your opportunistic bacteria are going, well, this is a cesspool of disgusting plaque, mess, parasites, candida. Uh, I'm just going to, you know, they're kind of influenced by everything else that's going on in there. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you start eating really well and you're you're drinking water and you're um, not full of shit, not full of shit <laughs> and, you know, you have all these beautiful, healthy rituals that create a good environment mm-hmm. internally, your opportunistic guys are going to start to piggyback off your good and there we go, we have diversity. Mm-hmm. There is no research done on this specifically, so I guinea-pigged myself about eight years ago I did a stool test Mm -hmm. and looked at my bacterial diversity and the levels of them I did a series of five colonics in three weeks was it two weeks Um, and ate all whole foods did a really kind of balanced diet that I would recommend to someone not that one person should eat not that everyone should eat the same diet but for my constitution and, and how my body works um, ate really well, eliminated alcohol, eliminated coffee, um, and then did another GI test, mm. stool test, and I had higher diversity and more species. Wow. And I felt fucking amazing because I had just treated my body to basically, you know, a retreat for itself Yeah, of like healthy body, healthy mind, um, I was still in my environment at home, like I wasn't, you know, away in a third world country picking up parasites left, right and centre or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was a really great experiment and I had no idea what was going to happen, but I was sick of getting questions from everyone and not having answers. Yeah. So that was my way of getting the answers. I love that because the best kind of studies is an N of one and the whole point of all this kind of like alternative natural medicine is – that we are individuals right. and that we are looked at it with just this like blanket, like everyone has to do this and everyone has to take that mm. pill if they're like, you know what I mean? Like, for sure. and that, that just doesn't benefit anyone. No. Even like, you know, for me, just the blanket of like men and women are the same. Oh man, <laughs> don't even get me started. You but know the age of people. Exactly, know? exactly. Which it like just varies it so much. But yeah. I just think that that is so like that is so important mm. that you did that like and i know you would have been so driven and you would have been so like disciplined oh man because you're like i want to i just want to know the answer to this and you know what i think i actually submitted two stool tests at both ends mm. because i wasn't sure if i was going to get contamination in the lab ah, not yep. that i mean still leaves you know it's only two yeah it's not a hundred yeah i've been great if i had a hundred people and a yep. hundred you know sets of data yeah but I – and there was slight variation from test A and test B mm. um, on both ends. But overall, mm. the diversity and um, count of bacteria was much greater and after that's, my cleanse. That is so awesome because 
even in you know preparation for this episode there wasn't a lot of research that we could find there and is none. there is none right <laughs> and you, you know that firsthand I know because you're always looking like everything that you do and everything that you're about is all about like backing it up with research you got so much research on red light therapy mm. and everything else that you provide and offer people as well but I know that if there was any if there was any research on clinics oh, man. you'd have it I mean one day if I get really bored or if there's yeah. like an extra 24 hours in a day, um, I would love to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. And, you know, commission some. But yeah. if anybody uh, has any, please send them. We want some support for colonics mm. because it, you know, yeah. you see people in real life. I don't, sometimes it's like, yes, I know that studies say this, mm. but when you personally have experienced it and you mm. see multiple, possibly even hundreds by now, yeah. maybe even thousands. Thousands. Um, of people saying the same thing. It's mm. like uh, there is something here that the literature is missing and sure. that's where I'm like that just trumps literature. It's like you've got to take people on their word. Right, the anecdotal wisdom of especially things that aren't gaining the traction and gravity, you know, especially a medical establishment, they're mm. generally they're the research pushers, right? Yeah. Because they're trying to prove their drugs work and that there's no side effects in this and the statistics of that. And that's not being political. That's just like fact. It's fact. It's like you always want to prove that what you're doing is the right thing. So you will have everything to support that and back that up and the government grants that are giving out for the research that's being undertaken because that is very time intensive and very expensive. Exactly. It's coming from the people that are also benefiting from what you're buying, which is the drugs that you know, doctors are prescribing. And I'm not saying that that's the wrong thing to do in terms of the prescriptions of the drugs. Sometimes that's the thing that needs to be done and that is a-okay. But we know that there's a lot more to that oh, story. Oh, there's so many. There's so many layers. Yeah. So yeah. there's not a lot of research, but you did that experiment, which I think is awesome. Um, and I just think that's it's just so great to just have a look at this as a, another option for people to, to consider. For sure. Yeah. For... I mean, definitely like bowel dysfunction and digestive disorders and issues. But I mean, especially these days, people are realizing that they are well, but they want to feel better. Mm. You know, yourself even mentioned it's a healthy person's playground. Yes. So, but for some people, it's where they go because they're sick. Mm. So it's not necessarily, you know, colonics can be what that individual needs them to be yeah so it can be working way more reactively in that actually someone is just finished their fourth round of chemo and mm. they're super toxic and we're working to support their system mm. because they're going to do another round of chemo mm. um they are not well yeah by any stretch of the imagination but then you have people like you know my husband for example he's an elite athlete his body is like incredibly well functioning Mm. he's never had a gut issue in his life he digests everything and anything and he's just like a well-oiled machine he still gets colonics yeah so it's kind of maintaining what's already good Mm. when you love that it is good yeah and it's the analogy of you know you take your car for a service Mm. if you buy a new car you're not going to just keep driving your car until it breaks down one day yeah you are going to take it to get service because Things build up, residue builds up. Um, yes, the car does an amazing job of off-gassing here and mm. eliminating that. And yes, yeah. the oil runs out, we'll top that out. But things need to be serviced and attended to yeah. so optimal function continues. Yeah. Your body is no different. 
And we have to also remember that colonics is like an ancient, mm-hmm. ancient practice. So it's not like this is the first time in like modern society that this has been happening. But it is really interesting because I think it's very novel for a lot of people to think, oh my God, I'm going to shove something up my butt and like put water in my colon. Like, what? That doesn't make any sense. But, you know, yes, it's a little bit awkward when you first do it, but I think it's best for you to do it with a therapist, like a, a hydrotherapist, somebody who knows what they're doing where you know it's sterilized, you know it's cleaned, you know that they're looking for certain signs and symptoms because, or like, you know, if you need to go to the toilet at a certain time, they know when it's too much for you. All those kinds of things is so important for you to be sort of monitored and supported by somebody who knows what they're looking for and is like seasoned on helping people. Absolutely. Like with the actual process itself. Mm. Um, But I also think it's worth knowing so many people ask me about detoxification you can detoxify all you want you can clear your liver you can you know um drink my detox tea (laughs) and all of those things but if it is if you're not eliminating that and yes we eliminate through sweat and urine too but if you're not eliminating that then you are just get like you're spending all this money and all this time and all this energy to like liberate toxins so that they can leave the body but then they can't leave the body it's like a six lane highway that's like got a traffic jam down to one exactly the backup is way upstream right yeah Yeah. and when you start that colonic journey and have you know a series of treatments what the liver and the kidneys and every other cell in the body is told by the colon is hey i've actually got six lanes open down here yeah. someone's really doing me a favor if you've got any stuff send it down and i'll help eliminate that that's right so it's taking the burden off every other part of the body not just isolated to the digestive tract and supporting what our body should naturally do that we just it just gets a bit stuck totally so it's like it's something your body already does yes and it's just like how can we just put on some training wheels and just assist this and help this to happen for sure I have loved this conversation. This has been so awesome. I just think that it is such a good opportunity for people to just explore something that maybe they haven't considered before. I love colonics. Um, and because I had done them so much at PH, I now feel comfortable enough to do like home enemas by myself. And now that my bowels are working, I like really like focus on like my liver and being able to do coffee colonics. But I know that you offer that at PH clinic as well, which is so fantastic for liver. But you've got to make sure that the colon is working first. Yeah. If you're not pooping and you're not getting that that stuff out, you can do all the detoxing in the world and it's just not going to help. But like just reabsorbs, yeah. right? Exactly. Like back because, into the bloodstream. That's right. Because and, and I call this like dirty, dirty, like poop water, right? Because it's like whatever's down there, whatever waste is down there, if you're not, if that's not going out, then anything that's water soluble, that's a water soluble toxin is then, because like you're saying, that large intestine um, will reabsorb the mm-hmm. water to kind of recycle water in your body because we need so much of it more than we drink more than we drink <laughs> then the potential of that being like uptaken yeah you know like we still don't know all the answers to all this kind of stuff but that is that is definitely a, a potential for sure you know um yeah look i love it um <laughs> i'm just so glad for nicola in my life because have you not had your experience in your story then i wouldn't have ever found ph clinic and i wouldn't have been able to up level my health because uh, I always used to live in Bondi and like look at like the colonic places and I was like oh my god one day I'm gonna like have enough money to do a colonic <laughs> seriously I love that um, but thanks Nicola for coming on I hope you guys loved it let me know if you did in the Watermouthful Facebook group and I'll see you guys next week bye
If anything in this episode sparked a question for you, please reach out to me on Instagram at dzabara. You're a legend and legends leave five-star reviews. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Catch you next time on What a Mouthful.